0: Way. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome, your host of Grill Nation, always dressed up and ready to go, even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, and welcome to the Grill Nation Show, everyone. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 9:80 a.m. and on podcast, or if you're on a website, grillnationshow.com. I really appreciate it. I thank you for joining us again every week with this show. We've had some really good feedback lately. We've had some great guests and great shows, and I really appreciate everyone that's reached out via social media or on via email or our website. I really appreciate it. And we've really tried to provide some uh, uplifting, informative, and uh, and great shows so far in 2021, and as we rounded out 2020 with everything going on and and doing the show remotely as well. On today's show, we are excited to have on a thought leader, a expert, a person who joins us uh, you know, a few times a year. We're excited to have her back in 2021. She is uh, all over the place. I see her, uh, if you follow her on social media or you read the newspaper or you go to a website online or, <laughs> or you go on TV, you usually see, uh, see our guests today. We're excited to have on Dr. Amy Patel. Her website is DrAmyKPatel.com. It's a new website, uh, at least since the last time we've had her on, which we'll go through here in the show. Uh, She's the medical director of Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging and a well-recognized expert and thought leader in the medical profession. Dr. Patel, welcome back to the show. How are you?
1: I am well. How are you doing?
0: It's good to see you. Um, I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I hope all is well for our listeners who didn't join us last year. We did a show, uh, I believe, around Breast Cancer Awareness Month or following the legislative session. Give us a little background into what you do at Liberty Hospital and kind of your role in the community.
1: Sure. So I'm the medical director of uh, the Women's Imaging Center at Liberty Hospital, and we're a comprehensive uh, breast imaging center where we uh, provide anywhere from uh, routine screening mammograms to advanced testing, such as MRI-guided breast biopsies. So we pretty much do it all. Um, Also at Liberty, I am chair of our cancer committee at the hospital. So I sort of oversee the cancer program and not just uh, breast. Uh, So that's sort of the hats that I wear uh, main cancer hats that I wear at, at Liberty Hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I've been to Liberty Hospital a few times in my past. Uh, it's right off the highway, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, are you guys, how, how are the operations right now? I know we had you on last year. It was, I think, kind of right in the middle of COVID. It was just kind of taking shape. It was just kind of, um, you know, we were understated home orders. Things have changed since then. Um what, what is kind of the visitors policy and, and what's going on with Liberty Hospital as far as patients and whatnot?
1: Yes, so it's been quite a turbulent year as you can imagine, and we constantly are having, you know, recommendations changing in terms of uh, you know, how many uh, visitors can attend, uh, you know, come to a meeting or uh, an appointment with a patient. Um, right now, you know, particularly in my world, we're allowing a uh, one patient uh, to, uh, we're allowing a patient to have one visitor come with them. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we're keeping the numbers as uh, low as possible right now, because unfortunately, as many know, uh, COVID is still raging our communities, even with the rollout of the vaccine. Uh, unfortunately, there are still seven people dying a day in the KC metro area in area hospitals. Uh, we still have around 165 to 170 cases, uh, new cases in the KC metro area a day. Uh, so it's still very much prevalent uh, in regards to the numbers uh, at, at our hospitals in the KC metro area. We still have around you know, 875 cases or so uh, hospital patients who are admitted to the hospital about, um, uh, you know, 187 are in the ICU. So the numbers are still quite striking. Uh, we are hopeful now that the vaccine is starting to be distributed. Uh, so far has been given to healthcare workers. We're at what is called the 1A aspect where the more, most frontline healthcare workers uh, most now, fortunately, in the Kansas City area have received the vaccine. So so we can hopefully move on to the 1b group next uh but it's still very much apparent so the, you know messages we're trying to get out to the community is still you know social distance mask wearing mask wearing mask wearing you know washing your hands uh staying home these are just really important aspects uh, as we continue to fight this horrible pandemic
0: yeah it's 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 amazing it's almost been a year since it kind of started i guess uh you know across the world um, and I, I guess, I guess it's just, it's amazing to me how the rates keep rising, you know, after everything we've learned throughout the last year, um, which is kind of shocking, but also too, you know, I think people's mentality is it's hard to, it's hard to stay boxed in for this long, but it, it seems to me that's the only way with, with all the things you mentioned with masking, with all that, that it's essentially it's going to be decreased. Uh, and now the vaccine You've mentioned that. I want to talk about that more in the next segment. But first off, can you tell us kind of? You mentioned kind of the stages that the vaccine comes out. Um, can you talk more about that? You just mentioned that most of the healthcare workers are are received it, at least where you are.
1: Yes. So uh, you know, with the rollout of the vaccine, uh, just to essentially you know, uh, make it so it's a little bit more understandable. There are these uh, groups that we have been, um, as a healthcare community, sort of we have to abide by in terms of vaccinating uh patients and healthcare workers. So there's one group where the most, you know, at-risk healthcare workers, uh, they're the first priority groups. Obviously the frontline workers, those in the ER, those in the ICU treating active COVID patients where they're being exposed to aerosols, you know, these, uh, you know, meaning that if a patient's on a ventilator, you're getting exposed to some sort of aerosol or if the patient is under, uh, you know, uh, under anesthesia, those sort of things. So, you know, we have to get these patients Uh, these healthcare workers vaccinated. And then, of course, healthcare workers that uh, may not necessarily be in such high-risk sort of situations but are still, of course, uh, interacting with patients. And then, you know, from there, we have to go on to the community where we're reaching the elderly. And as many of you know, Um, the age, uh, the ages of that is constantly changing now, you know, just today. Now, you know, it's being recommended that if you're, you know, over the age of 65, and you have uh, some sort of comorbidity, we need to start pumping out the vaccine. So there's just so many different um, layers to this, uh, in terms of when, who's supposed to get the vaccine when, Uh, but on the, you know, a bird's eye view, obviously, healthcare workers, elderly, then we start to get to the more healthy patients. Uh, Someone said, as yourself, who's young and healthy, and then finally, That's children.
0: very nice to you, Dr.
1: Patel. <laughs> i one years
0: old. I, I feel young at heart, you know.
1: Yeah, of course. Always, always. So, uh, so yes, we do have, uh, you know, our work ahead of us. Um, But, you know, as we have the vaccine that's more available to the community, uh, we're having, you know, more and more uh, different companies able to uh, approve this vaccine. So far, you know, Moderna and Pfizer are the two vaccines that have been approved. But if, you know, Johnson and Johnson's around the corner, AstraZeneca, uh, as we have more doses available, we'll be able to vaccinate at a much more a rapid rate
0: great information dr amy patel is our guest dr amy K. we're going to be right back with more grill nation and great topics to discuss here after the break thanks for joining us today on 980 a.m or via podcast we'll be right back i want to hold them like they do in texas please hey. fold them let them hit me raise it baby stay with me i love it love game intuition play because of space to start
1: and after he's
0: been hooked
1: i'll play the one that's on his heart i got a that tonight's gonna be
0: over. welcome back to the grill nation show i'm your host chasing grill thanks for joining us today on kmbz 980 am or if you're listening to my podcast, we have all of our podcasts on apple podcasts and other networks as well as at our website grillnationshow.com been a great show so far a great year for the show i am excited to have on dr amy patel again she's a a rock star an expert and and works as the medical director of liberty hospital women's imaging and uh she also wears a lot of other hats i know she's an adjunct professor at umkc she's on a bunch of uh, uh boards in her profession as well as being very active um throughout the uh, the media world and the uh, speaking world we'll get to that in a second but we're talking about kind of kind of coming out and what your daily 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 life has been like i guess and, and at the hospital and, and what's going on with covid and the vaccine talk to us about kind of like the screening process because i know it's important for people to still do these yearly screenings um that are at risk but i know that they're they've kind of gone down because of covid obviously in the last year. What how are you dealing with that and and I know you're doing all kinds of uh, PSA type stuff to to get the message out that hey we got to continue to do all these screenings in
1: 2021. Sure. Well, you know, it remains to be seen what the true aftermath is going to be of patients who have been delaying life-saving screenings. If you remember, in the spring and early summer, there was sort of a pause of screening mammograms, where no, um, you know, uh, what are called, you know, non-urgent procedures uh, and testing was being performed. I, I don't really like that uh, that name because, to me, you know, a, a mammogram is a life-saving, necessary procedure, but or or emergent in my opinion but that's kind of the how it's categorized and just from that short you know few periods of weeks where we pause that testing, it's estimated now that there because of that there will be an addition and particularly not just screening for mammography for for breast cancer but colon cancer there will be an additional uh, 10,000 breast and colon cancer deaths over a decade and that is a conservative estimation that was released by the National Cancer Institute uh, director this summer so we are very very concerned uh numbers you know we numbers are still down across the country, no matter where you are geographically. Uh, and so as a community, we are taking many steps to really get the word out to not delay life-saving screening. So at the national level, the American College of Radiology and Society of Breast Imaging have joined forces uh, to devise the Return to Care Campaign, where there is a toolkit for breast centers across the country with uh, PR materials to share with their community about why it is safe to get your mammogram, what safety measures are being implemented in breast centers to ensure your experience is safe and why it is imperative not to delay life-saving screenings. Uh, Then, you know, as far as the local level goes, you know, as far as hospital systems trying to get the word out in the form of campaigns, I think in our last uh, meeting we talked about Liberty Hospital has the Ready for You campaign where we are really pumping on the community via social media, videos, you know, about not delaying life-saving screenings. And then, of course, partnering with our friends at Susan. G. Komen, American Cancer Society, we all work together uh, to get the word out uh, to the community and why it's so important that we do not delay those exams. So uh, we there's, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I think anxiety behind some patients wanting to come in. They're still hesitant, regardless of our messaging and all the safety measures we're employing. But I think now with the vaccine starting to roll out, if we can start to see a reduction of the number of COVID cases, patients. Patients will, you know, come in to get their testing. And we're seeing that more and more. People are, uh, the fear is starting to become a little bit less and less as months go by uh, so that patients are getting into getting their exam. But we're still not nearly where we need to be. And I worry that the numbers are going to be quite dismal once we do see patients with quite a pronounced and advanced breast cancers that could have been potentially avoided if they didn't delay those life-saving screenings.
0: That's that's very helpful information. Now, you mentioned at the top that you, it's, it's not only breast cancer, but you, you're working in different types of cancer now as well. Is that right?
1: Well, I only work as a breast radiologist in breast cancer. Uh, but as far as my hat of chairman of Cancer Committee at Liberty Hospital, I oversee the cancer program. So our metrics looking at, you know, uh, you know lung cancer, colon cancer, are we meeting national standards for quality? You know, that's sort of my role. But my clinical day-to-day is strictly at the world of breast cancer.
0: Because I always, uh, the, the recommendations for when you need to get screenings and whatnot, now that I'm getting old, Amy, um, <laughs> is, uh, is, is interesting because I don't, I, I need to be more regular too and going to the doctor and doing these types of things. But I know you mentioned colon cancer, and I know that is something that I believe men start getting, and general people start looking into in their mid-40s or 50s. Um, and then what breast cancer uh, uh, mammograms and whatnot start way earlier, correct?
1: Yes, so it depends now. So, um, you know, typically, if you are an average risk patient, meaning you have a less than 20% lifetime risk of breast cancer, multiple societies, subspecialty groups, including the American College of Radiology, Society of Breast Imaging, American Society of Breast Surgeons, recommend starting annual screening mammography at 40. However, if you are high risk, meaning you're, you have a 20% or greater lifetime risk of breast breast cancer, we actually recommend that you start screening mammography at the age of 30, alternating every six months with supplemental screening in the form of breast MRI or ultrasound so you have heightened surveillance every six months. And if you're the ages of 25 to 29, you receive an annual breast MRI, and then when you hit 30, you start and throw in mammography every six months alternating. So we're becoming very aggressive about screening for breast cancer, but even like colon cancer as you mentioned uh, just recently the guidelines for a screening colonoscopy has reduced from age 50 to 45 years of age so we are really trying to become aggressive with earlier surveillance so that we can save the most lives not just in breast cancer but in other cancers such as colon
0: wow that's amazing um yeah i gotta i gotta check on those list that i get every year from my insurance company it's a little different when you're you own your own business because you're just you just don't uh, you don't really there's no one checking up on you all the time as far as uh, making sure that you go to your all your physicals and whatnot. So um, Amy could is with us, Dr. Amy Patel from Liberty Hospital. Um, Amy you mentioned we talked about the vaccine. Um, have you had it or know anyone that have? Of, of course, they've probably gone through this process already because of your profession. And, and is everyone and what, what were their thoughts and, and how is that working out?
1: Yes. So I've actually received my first dose and I will receive my second dose on Friday. So I received the Pfizer vaccine. And I will say that when I received the vaccine, I had no uh, tenderness at the site uh, of injection. I did in the evening and then a little bit of arm soreness the next day, but otherwise I've had zero side effects. I've had no fevers, no chills, nothing, which I've been very fortunate. Now at Liberty, we've now vaccinated a little over a thousand healthcare workers. And luckily, knock on wood, we've had zero a significant side effects. And that's what we're seeing, right? Uh, particularly in the country now, as we're vaccinating more and more patients, the serious side effects are incredibly. Incredibly minuscule uh, in comparison to the number of patients who are receiving no side effects at all. Uh, so we are hopeful that, you know, more and more patients as they see that the side effects are very minimal, uh, that they do end up receiving the vaccine, because we do know that there's still a lot of fear behind the vaccine just because it was so expedited in its uh, creation in terms of getting out the vaccine. Now, with that, I want to mention that this vaccine, the Advisement of it was not hurried or rushed in any way, shape, or form, and I think that there is a lot of fear in the community regarding that. It's important to remember that the vaccine template that was used to create this vaccine, mRNA, it already existed, so half the battle was already won. In addition, the the COVID genome—it's short and it was pretty quick to figure out, which was to the benefit of us. Additionally, uh, we had never seen the amount of money pumped into the devisement of this vaccine. And this money predominantly came from healthcare payer dollars, uh, from tax dollars. So that's important to know that. Previously, no other vaccine. Were we taking this large sum of taxpayer dollars to get this vaccine out quickly? And then finally, with any vaccine, you have to recruit patients. And so, a lot of times, the delay in getting a vaccine out is actually recruiting the patients. You have to have between thirty to forty-five thousand patients. Well, because of this urgency of finding a pan, uh, finding a vaccine, the patients enroll very very quickly. So, no corners have been cut. All of the phases to achieve approval for this vaccine uh, were Completely, um, you know, like I said, no corners cut. The process was completely smooth, seamless. So hopefully, that mitigates fears in the community that no corners have been cut and it is safe to receive that vaccine.
0: That's great information, Doctor Patel. I mean, that is so important because I'm not typically a guy that gets sick, so I've never really gotten too engaged in a lot of the the flu shots and all this. Like I've done stuff like this in the past, but with this one, I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, But I know there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of, um, you know, anxiety in certain communities about this, uh, you know, and it's something that hopefully with education with you and people like yourself who have gone through it and are here to educate about it, uh, you know, that fear goes away with actual facts. You're, you're you're sharing real, real actual facts, which is something I hope more people do in 2021. Me too. <laughs> That'd be nice, um, but yeah, I uh, I will probably be last on the totem pole as far as a uh, essential worker getting a getting the vaccine. But I definitely look forward to getting it so I can uh, go about uh, the way things used to be. I guess you would say a year or two ago in Kansas City. Doctor Patel, Amy Patel, is our guest. She is the Medical Director of Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging and a well-recognized expert and thought leader in the medical profession here locally and on a national level. We'll be right back after the break with more Real Nation Show. Thanks for listening today and joining us on 980 AM. I've been roaming around I was looking down at all I see Painted faces filled the pain You know that I somebody. are you down, Hello, welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as well as at grillnationshow.com. You connect with me at Jason Grill on Twitter or On social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, search for my name, Jason Grill. Appreciate all of our supporters, sponsors, partners, and great collaborators like Amy Patel, Dr. Amy Patel from Liberty Hospital. She's the medical director of their Women's Imaging uh, Center and uh, their website again for that is libertyhospital.org. Um, and Amy, you can, you can go to the website and up on the website, you can find their services and, and then you can go to Amy's page from there. All kinds of great information. Again, Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging. We'd like to have uh, Dr. Patel come on the show, not only to talk about all the things that she's been working on and things that we need to know about you know, cancer and whatnot, but also updates on the medical world. If we've talked about the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, we shared updates on that, kind of what's going on in the hospital world and uh, and whatnot. But one of the things that I've noticed, Amy, is that you've been very active on building a website and kind of being an expert and a leader in your profession and sharing information throughout the, the social media world and the website you have, which is, again, dramykpatel.com. Talk to us about why you decided to do that, because... There's so much information on your website and, uh, it's so well done. I just, I'm, I'm very impressed by it. What, what led you to kind of go beyond it, what other doctors do in your world to, uh, put all this information out there on the, on the internet?
1: Well, first of all, you know, once the pandemic was really in full force, I thought to myself, the way that we are going to connect with society, with our family, with our loved ones is digitally. And so, you know, before the pandemic, I had had a potential vision of, hey, maybe I would want to go down this road and, and devise a website uh, where I could really try to reach patients, not just my own personal patients, but reach patients uh, all over the world, if I could, uh, in regards to having them uh, be empowered about their breast health, educated about their breast health, because unfortunately, there's still many underdeveloped countries uh, that still lack uh, the resources, the knowledge. And so I sort of had a, a big world picture going into this. And then with the pandemic, it just became heightened. And I thought, now is the time for me to get this website website out. Um, I have to give tip my hat to my team that helped me put together this website uh, with Util and Brand That Speaks. I had an amazing team of actually an all-female team. They're amazing women, uh, really helped capture my vision of what I wanted on the website. They, as uh, women and patients, were able to also give me feedback, you know, as a patient or consumer, what would they want to see on the website? And from there, we were really able to build sort of the overall vision, which is I want to educate patients about their breast health. I want to empower them. And I want to be able to provide resources and be available for any questions. And so the website is still in its infancy. We were fortunate to launch it in October, uh, but I hope to expand on the website in the months to come. You know, I plan to have a regular newsletter, uh, you know, perhaps do some blogging every now and then. And even in the in the future, um, I would like to perhaps even dip my feet into the podcast world if possible. Uh, and also you might've seen that there I have a, an associated hashtag that I've sort of released with the website uh, that overall captures my brand, hashtag uh, Amy, ask Amy MD. And so uh, all of these things combined, I'm just trying to raise an awareness of anything in our breast cancer community and to be able to provide that knowledge, expertise, support, and to empower patients to make informed decisions about their breast health.
0: Yeah, you're doing a really good job at it. You know, again, the website, DrAmyKPatel.com. Not only does she have information about uh, what she's doing and kind of some of the things that are going on, but also, too, just some really good blogs. And um, one of them is one that I'll pull up right now. Uh, It's a factor fiction website or a factor fiction blog on breast cancer myths. Um, I wanted to kind of briefly talk about that. Can you give us just an overview maybe a high level view of some of the some of the the fictions out there about breast cancer and what we should know as far as some of the myths that are out there right now
1: sure so there are obviously you know many myths out there but one of the biggest ones that I encounter in clinical practice, probably on a daily basis, I'd say, is patients worry that if they have breast pain, that they have cancer. And the good news is, is very little studies show a correlation between breast pain and cancer. Now we can see pain in the setting of cancer, uh, particularly if it's a more advanced cancer. Uh, in those cases, you're going to start to see skin changes uh, to the skin overlying the breast. You might see some discomfort Coloration, but typically cancer uh, of the breast tends to be uh, a lump that is uh, hard. It's fixed, uh, but it's painless, and so that is a huge misconception we see. And we try to mitigate fears about breast pain in the community.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a great website or a great uh, interview you did on the website regarding facts versus fiction. One other thing, too, I noticed when I was going through a website to prepare for the show today was a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt that said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You were able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. I, I, I really enjoyed that quote. Tell us about why that you, you put that up on the website in, in such a prominent way, uh, Dr. Patel.
1: So the reason why I chose that quote is because a lot of times uh, with my patients, once we give the diagnosis and we know We, at our Breast Center, we are unique in that the radiologists, we call the patients and give them the diagnosis of breast cancer, or if they want to come in to chat one-on-one, we do that. We are very patient-facing in that aspect. You know, We're the ones finding the cancer, we're doing the biopsies to diagnose the cancer, so we feel we need to take ownership for that. And if they have questions regarding the diagnosis, initially, we are there to offer that education. Well, a lot of times when I'm talking to a patient, they're so fearful now. It's, uh, you know, the fear of the unknown now. Now I have breast cancer. What am I going to do? And unfortunately, in a lot of circumstances, I have patients that say, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know where to go next. And that is why I felt like this quote really spoke to me because I want it to provide it, want it to be a source of inspiration for patients who might have a, a recent diagnosis or patients who are going through chemotherapy therapy and are still not seeing the finish line that you can do this you have to face your fears and you can do this and once you are a cancer conqueror as we have many of our patients are now cancer conquerors you can face anything without fear and so we try to convey that message that you are not alone you are strong you can beat this and luckily we're and you know particularly where I practice we provide a lot of resources and support for women we have an incredible nurse navigation program our nurse navigator is amazing to help guide our patients through their breast cancer journeys and that is what we try to convey to them day in and day out they are not alone and that they can beat this and there's nothing to fear they can move forward and beat this cancer so we try to provide all of the resources support mental support so that patients can become cancer conquerors
0: that's awesome dr. Patel is our guest dr. amykpatel.com is the website Um, you are not only uh, providing great information on this website, but also uh, doing speaking engagements uh, throughout our community on a national level. What, what made you, I know you briefly talked about education, but I mean, actually going in front of audiences and speaking about these topics isn't always the, the easiest thing to do. I know you're a very positive person as you just displayed in our last uh, question, but kind of what, what do you kind of do when you do these speaking engagements and why are you doing
1: well, you know, I think I've, all, I've always had sort of like a natural proclivity for speaking, uh, which has just sort of uh, intensified over time. And I'm really passionate, as you can tell, about what I do. So I love talking about anything in regards to breast health. And with my, you know, assistant professor role at UMKC, I'm teaching radiology residents, medical students, uh, really continuing to keep my knowledge sharp. I am fortunate to do research as well at uh at my practice. So all of these things, you know, I'm just really passionate about. And if I can share with patients, uh, whether it's a patient, a provider, whether it's other colleagues in the field, uh, you know, anything in regards to education regarding breast disease or the research I'm working on, uh, or anything at all. I'm very fortunate to have very many opportunities come my way and I try not to turn them down because for me, it's a passion and it is definitely a lifestyle.
0: Definitely for sure. Um, the, the hashtag is ask Amy MD and you're on, um, social media, of course on Twitter and Instagram. And then obviously on the web again, it, uh, DrAmyKPatel.com and then the LibertyHospital.org. Um, man, you do stay pretty busy, don't you, uh, Amy?
1: I do, yes.
0: <laughs> you enjoy it, it sounds like. One of the other things you enjoy before we leave this segment is uh, Kansas City Chiefs football, correct?
1: Oh, yes. I am a fanatic.
0: <laughs> I threw my hat on uh, for our show because I know you are a season ticket holder. Um, are you... Uh, are you positive about the Chiefs uh, overall chances to to move forward in the playoffs? I know uh I know a lot of people are, but I always still get nervous.
1: I am a positive I'm cautiously optimistic because the Browns looked very good over the weekend. So I am hopeful, you know, we have the magic of Mahomes, so I'm hopeful that we will be able to do what we did last year, but it's definitely going to be a fight, I, I have a feeling. And so there's a part of me that's a little nervous, but I believe in my team and I believe in the Chiefs. So uh I pray that we get to the Super Bowl again this year. <laughs>
0: That'd be awesome. I I am with you. I'm hoping that um, the cream rises to the top, I guess you would say, as it did with uh, Alabama and their game uh, earlier this week in the national championship. I just when the Chiefs have time away, you know, from the starters playing and then the bye, you kind of get a little bit, uh, you know, you don't really know what to expect. But I'm I'm hoping that everything goes well and we can uh, we can repeat as well. Dr. Amy K. Patel is our guest on the show. She joins us a few times a year. She's an amazing doctor in Kansas City Region. Again, medical director of Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging. Her website is dramykpatel.com. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to the final segment of today's Real Nation Show on 980 AM or on podcast or on our website, realnationshow.com. I also post everything to social media channels, and I'm very excited to have everyone back for today's show. This is one of my favorite things I do each and every week is, is hosting the show and, and getting to talk to awesome, awesome thought leaders and experts and guests in our region, Uh, and today we've had a really good show with Dr. Amy K. Patel, who's a partner and contributor to the show. She joins us, I believe, three or four times a year just to kind of talk to us about issues in the medical world. Her website is dramykpatel.com. She's the medical director of Liberty Hospital of Women's Imaging, and as we talked about, is a a very recognized expert and thought leader in the medical profession. Uh, On our final segment of the show, Dr. Patel, we like to kind of uh, save the best for last and really kind of get to know our guests uh, in a, on a deeper level and kind of talk to them about some more of the, some fun stuff, if you will. And we've talked a lot about cancer. I know you're a very positive person. So let's end on a positive note. Um, I uh, I really just kind of want to know, you know, one of your proudest moments or your proudest moment uh, in your current role with Liberty Hospital, because I know you've been there now for a few years. So I'm anxious to know what maybe was that proudest moment that you've encountered at the hospital?
1: I think, One of my proudest moments that I I can think of right off the bat is last year, uh, we were very fortunate, uh, particularly Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging, to reach uh, the 99th percentile for patient satisfaction for a consecutive four quarters. And previously, no department, the entire hospital had achieved this. And when you think of patient satisfaction, obviously, the first place you're not going to think about is radiology. I think a lot of times when people think of radiology, they think of introverted physicians in dark rooms all day, not interacting with patients. But what we do on a daily basis in breast imaging is we interact with patients at a very frequent basis, Uh, not just the technologists, but the radiologists, the whole team and so I was really really proud to achieve that and just the growth that the breast program has exhibited since I came back to practice in the area in which I was raised in July of 2018 and as a result I am really excited to announce that you know this uh, summer uh, we are hopefully going to be opening a brand new breast center uh, for women uh, at Liberty Hospital. So I'm very excited about the new breast center. Uh, and I think it's just going to be just a great added value to the community in the Kansas City area.
0: What was that number again? 99%? 99
1: percentile, yes.
0: Wow. That I know, perfect. I was very, I was.
1: I was shocked, I was excited, but you know, I think that's a testament to our team. Uh, the, the girls, our team, we work incredibly hard. They're women, but, I, you know, we, I call them the girls. Uh, we, you know, everyone works incredibly hard. They take pride in what they do. Uh, I, I'm the first to admit that I am hard on our techs at times, uh, but that is because I expect, you know, the best out of them and the best care for our patients, and they understand that. Uh, but I'm fortunate that we are very much a family, uh, and I'm very grateful to be working with each and every one of them. We have a very skilled team.
0: That's awesome. And 99 percentile is amazing. And Someone that, you know, the medical profession and doctors, you know, just to have somebody say to you, you know, you're in the top 99 percent uh, and to be satisfied with all that is just is just, just incredible. That's it. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I want to know, what what's one word to describe uh, Amy Patel, and what's one word to describe your uh, Women's Imaging Center, if you could? I would is say that,
1: cutting edge. I know it's two words, but...
0: <laughs> that, is a, that is a word and a half. We'll word and a half. We'll um, accept, I, would,
1: I would say cutting edge. You know, when I took over this program uh, in 2018, I really had a vision of where I wanted to see it going. And I was fortunate that prior to practicing here in Kansas City, I was practicing out in Boston, Massachusetts. So I was privy to all of the cutting edge technologies that were coming in, particularly for breast cancer care. And my thought was that we could deliver that care to patients in Kansas City. And then as you know, you know I come from rural Chillicothe, Missouri, where many healthcare disparities existed and continue to exist in regards to access to care. So between the cutting edge technology I wanted to bring to the area, the care I wanted to provide close to close the gap to healthcare disparities—all of those things came together to really build upon our vision. And as a result, uh, we have been wildly successful beyond my wildest dreams. And I think that we're only in the beginning stages of what is yet to come.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, we'll get into that on our last question. But what what is some good advice you've received in your life from a mentor or from somebody that you'd like to share some of the best advice maybe for our listeners who? maybe you're in a profession or own a business or just a listener who's trying to to ream something from you today about uh, how to live a better life in 2021 or how to be more successful or how to be engaged more.
1: Yes. So, you know, I'm so lucky to have such a cadre of diverse mentors and sponsors, uh, even though, you know, arguably I am early in my career. I have been so fortunate to have incredible mentors and sponsors sort of giving me uh, words of advice. And so, um, you know, I think one of the biggest uh, takeaways for me in my career thus far is that, you know, don't be afraid to take chances and to take that leap of faith, uh, particularly when I was uh contemplating coming back to the area to practice to take over this breast program and try to really build it. Uh, There, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Would I be up to the challenge? You know, I was early in my career. So I did have naysayers saying, you're, you know, you're too young to take this on. You know, you need to, you know, be having some more years of experience under your belt, those sort of things. But, you know, I really had the vision. I had the energy, uh, and I took that leap of faith because the majority of my mentors were, were saying, you can do this. We have a supportive breast cancer community to help you every step of the way. And so for those who are trying to start a business, a new endeavor, it, even if you're on the fence, I mean, I think it's important to just take that leap of faith, believe in yourself, uh, because it can open some very unexpected doors and lead to some really beautiful consequences.
0: I love that. I love that term. Beautiful consequences. feel <laughs> that one. I haven't heard that one before. Uh, we have a couple of minutes left in our show. Dr. Amy Patel. Her website is doctor. That's D R Amy K Uh, what, what kind of does the future hold? We'll have you back on the show at, at, at sometime in the summer, but what you mentioned the, uh, uh, the special news or the potential news. What does the future hold for Liberty Hospital and, and women's imaging in your mind? What are you excited about as we enter 2021? It's a new year. We're going to be positive. We're going to be excited about the future. What are you excited about, Dr. Patel?
1: Yes, so I'm very excited about, uh, as I mentioned, uh, our new uh, breast center, our breast imaging center uh, opening. I'm very excited about that. Uh, and there should be, you know, information in the media about, you know, when we get to the point of announcing ribbon cutting and all of that. I'm very excited about a new breast center to be double the size of what we have now so we can provide that care for patients. I'm really excited about that. And then we just established um, at Liberty Hospital a breast Breast cancer support group, uh, which is uh, provides one-on-one support. We were getting a lot of feedback from patients that uh, they didn't feel comfortable going to support groups in town where it was a large group of people, that they really wanted uh, support in cert- certain situations, just one-on-one private advice, comfort, support. So we established and kicked off this support group uh, just last month. So you'll be hearing more about that in the media as we get more information out. Uh, but we are just all about... Uh, providing that care for patients they need from a comprehensive approach. We treat each patient as a person and not a number. And that is our goal as the breast program continues to grow.
0: Very well said, Dr. Amy K. Patel. She is a awesome, awesome person. Dr. Amy K. Patel.com, medical director of Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging and an expert and thought leader in the medical profession. Again, her website is great to look at, great information. Again, she's on social media. Uh, ask hashtag AskAmyMD, ask com. Thanks for joining us and, and partnering up and collaborating with the show. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this great information with our listeners and our audience.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Grill Nation Show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Take care and go Chiefs.
1: from hay.